Hey. It's... It's me. I'm back. It's my triumphant return. Um, I've come to the conclusion after much thought that occasionally ghosting, ghosting my, my listeners, the listeners, I probably know all of them by name, but ghosting you is the best way to increase my listenership. And now I'm back until the next period of ghosting. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm back. I was out of the country for a while. Um, I'm looking at getting one of those, uh, one of those little, little mobile, portable recorders, so I can just record podcasts wherever. Because right now I record directly to my computer, which means people have to come over to my house, which means basically only weekends and not everyone's work schedules work and blah 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 blah. Um, so I'm trying to figure that out. And I'm trying to figure out, so the guests on my, the guests, I, fuck, I hate when I say that. My friend that I talked to on this podcast was Sean, and I talked to him on the first podcast that I ever did, but unfortunately, no one can listen to that because fucking SoundCloud Pro or SoundCloud Premium or whatever is a fucking scam. And they start deleting your old content as you upload new content because there's a limitation to how many minutes of content you can upload. And when you're recording to our podcast, you meet that limit very quickly. So I have to find a new hosting site um, that doesn't bend me over for trying to create content. And uh, I'm working on another project that might potentially tie into that in some way or another. Um, we'll see if I can, can be consistent enough to, to make that a reality. But yeah, I talked to Sean and I enjoyed this conversation. It was long. I don't remember most of what we talked about, but I feel like both got pretty comfortable and forgot that we were speaking into microphones, which is usually when things get interesting. And, um... Yeah, it's interesting because I haven't really listened back to much of it, but I'm sure that there are things that there there might be things that are confusing because Sean is someone that I have these types of conversations with pretty regularly. So we kind of have assumptions or have a preconceived notion of where each other stand so we don't really need to define it within the conversation which hopefully isn't confused I mean it shouldn't be it's not like we're speaking in lingo and inside jokes the entire time or anything but um yeah I don't know it was cool and because it was so long I had to split it into two podcasts so this is the first part once again because SoundCloud fucks me over and I can't post something super long and I don't know how to export it. Basically, I have to learn how to do what I'm doing and I, for some reason, have neglected to do that up until whatever future date I do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is this is me and Sean just 
we're I don't even we we we're all over the map. We talk about art and d- dissociation, and you know things that you talk about in a three-hour conversation with another person. So, I guess that's that's all I got to say. Here's me and Sean talking. The title cards look like a cheesy, like, like a little kid movie. I know. It's so cool, though, that, like, this was early enough in film that this was the first time people had seen something like this. Yeah. That's what I love about, like, and same with Metropolis. Like, those, once you go back into the 20s with film, it's like, this was literally the first time anything like this had ever been done. It's not like now when... Yeah, everything's been done, or it feels like it has because we have access to, like, everything yeah. on the internet. But well, it just feels like everything's been done. And it's the same thing with music. Like, now music is a combination of influences instead of yeah. just... Something fresh and new. But no, probably not. I mean, if you were in that time period leading up to that, it would just feel like it, the next logical step. It wouldn't feel like it was just something fresh and new. I mean, I'm sure there were things leading up to that in that time they never reached us so we look at it like it must have been crazy to people back then but to them it's probably just like a gradual step and this was like a height of it it was probably a weird fantasy yeah, movie to still, them but it wasn't like you went from like they were like oh my minds are fucking blown i'm gonna explode no but you went but maybe from, i don't know well you went from basically pictures like you know when you you have a flip book that you yeah. flip through well, and it looks like about motion film or just these movies in general i i guess film like, yeah yeah because it goes from you're basically watching pictures that are put together fast enough to look like motion to actually being aesthetic and someone cares about how it's being presented. Yeah. It'd probably be like the first time we we experienced VR on my VR yeah. headset. It's yeah, probably that very was crazy. We were just sitting in a room for a fucking hour and a half and just all freaking out. Like, and we oh, weren't, shit. like, you don't even have to look at anything. It was just such a different experience that I was, yeah. we I was on the National photos. Geographic yeah. thing. Just photos. And, like, just that we were, like, all freaking out, and I felt weird after. It's probably the same experience. Have you heard that one story of, like, the first time they showed a 3D movie inside a movie theater? It was just, like, a clip, like, a minute clip of a train. And it was in 3D for the first time, and people ran out of the theater because they thought a train was coming towards them. It wasn't even that it was 3D. It was just the first, like, one of the first film clips, and it was a train. And it wasn't even 3D. It was 2D on a screen. Oh, really? Black and white. I think it's, yeah. I think and it's, just the fact that they saw a moving train coming at them was so alien. Imagine? Like, it was, <laughs> and it's in dumb. black and white. I just want to make fun of those people. I want to go back in time and be like, you guys are fucking dumb. And the fact, <laughs> what tr- a picture. What, what's weird to me is that it was in black and white. It wasn't in color. So you couldn't be like, oh, shit. It's black and white. Oh, it's clearly gosh. not. Or whatever they said back then. Yeah. Gee willikers. Even that's later. But the... I mean, I can't even imagine having an experience. I mean, I guess... Completely new. I think the best example would be the VR. Yeah. Or just like any type of... Well, and have you seen in with the VR, it's weird because it almost taps into 
I mean, I guess film does as well, but just on a different level. But VR taps into our biology in that people will wear a VR headset and the game they're playing or whatever will be, oh, there's a hole in the ground and there's a plank across it and you have to walk across the plank. And they know they're in a room, solid ground everywhere, but because they're visually seeing a hole with a plank across it, they're like shaking and put their arms out and are like super nervous about crossing it. It fucks with your like... Your mind to body whole experience thing. Well, even if you it know, tricks you. It's just like when you see like an optical illusion. Like you know where you're at. You know wearing your you're wearing a stupid fucking headset glasses thing. But like well, it's, it's basi- still your brain still gets tricked. There's nothing you can do to avoid it. Well, it's basically a version of like tripping. Yeah, where, it'd like, be very similar to doing drugs. Like yeah. yeah, like you smoke weed, you know, like oh, I know, I just did some kind of drug that's messing with my head. But it's not going to stop you from like freaking out. It's still if that fe- were to yeah. happen. or like even feeling good. You'd be like, you know, you're just on a on a drug. Yeah, it's not actually like real. Well, and if you do similar. acid and you feel the walls or you see the walls moving, you still know that like, oh, I'm just sitting in my living room, watching, staring at nothing. But your experience, the way that you respond, is still like, holy shit, dude, the walls are moving, and you just yeah. your perception. It's weird how much what you see influences how you respond to things. Well, it's just, it's the whole natural, like you're just, to protect yourself, your body would just know to like, oh, this is happening, I'm going to avoid it. Whether you know like your, whatever it's called in your head that makes you, uh, what's the whole, like the whole mind-body thing, I guess it comes down to that, where it's just like you think. Well, and, and realistically. What you think and what you like experience yeah they're all like separated like it's a defense mechanism basically in your head so it's like you can't you know that it's not real but it's the whole mind over matter thing is i don't think that's necessarily true well the thing is there's not much you could do it's just something that's innate you have to like someone throws a ball at you you're gonna flinch like well the nature of your biology is to continue to exist and to avoid danger so it doesn't matter that you're thinking oh there's nothing wrong here your perception is still Oh, something's weird. Yeah, that's and your why body's like, I'm exactly. not gonna take the risk and count on that because I think that it's fine. It's yeah. fine. That's I, why video games are tight. That's why movies. That's why a movie can make you cry. That's why video games are cool and people play them forever because it, it it's a taps trick. into the yeah it taps into the it's just like taking a drug exactly like taking a drug yeah just to get your mind off something where it's just like you're kicking into your primal instincts and not actually like having to think about really you're thinking about stuff but it's like it's a primal thing so it feels like it's more emotionally connected than for you to like experience something in real life. Like if you were like to experience something cool on the street, you wouldn't realize it until later. But when you're playing a video game, you realize it immediately because it taps into your like, uh, it's primal. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like something that's just there and you don't have to think about it. And it's the only, it's the primary input. And I think that's part of, the enjoyment of video games or movies or whatever is like if you're playing halo you get an adrenaline rush as if like if all of a sudden you're swarmed you get the adrenaline yeah, rush absolutely. of like yeah. holy shit i gotta no. get out of here i gotta kill these guys i got and you're not thinking about oh i'm sitting on my couch with a plastic how piece lame of, do i fucking look right now yeah just you're just like, you're absorbed yeah and same with a horror movie mm-hmm. you're if if the person yeah. in the movie is walking down the hallway you're like oh shit I'm i don't necessarily relate to the whole video game 
example, but I do. I understand it. But the movie thing is like more on on my level because I watch movies more than I play video games. And yeah, I'll be watching a movie, and I know I'm sitting there watching a TV screen of something that somebody wrote somewhere. It, it'd be the same as reading a book. It'd be actually even be the same as talking to somebody right now. It's just like you're only excited because it's like, what's the next step in this? Well, you don't actually have to like you you you. Uh, it's kind of like blocking out like the whole anytime you're sitting and thinking alone, you have to think about yourself for the majority of the part. You're alone. So anything that distracts you from being alone uh, feels good, Yeah, I guess. Or even if it feels bad, like I cry during movies and after I cry during a movie, I'll be like, that's one of my favorite movies now. Yeah. Because it actually made me cry. Like, well, that's, if I were to cry in real life, if someone made me cry in real life, I'd be like, fuck that person. They made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like them. So I think that's, I don't know, it's kind of funny. Well, and, and part of it is is that the fact that I could be tricked into crying if if a movie like what's that movie the Joseph Gordon-Levitt one uh 50/50 yeah 50, Seth 50. Rogen both Hannah and I cried for like the last hour the entire last hour of the movie we just fucking cried and afterward I was like that's a good movie because it tricked me into caring enough to cry yeah and it's it, and an art a video game or an album or a movie for me part of what makes art good is when i'm convinced into feeling the emotion that's a part of the movie yeah or the and album. that's that's fucking weird to me because it's like it, when i watch a movie and it does i just realized this right now just through talking about it it's like when i watch a movie and like let's say just like 50 50 50 for an example your friend had cancer and like when you're watching the movie you feel for the characters and stuff, and that's what makes you cry. And you are literally experiencing that moment of, like, you're watching somebody have cancer, and then you're watching somebody, like, slowly die from it and going through all these relationship problems on top of that, and then you're just watching people in pain, basically. But if you were to experience that in real life, that's not a good experience. No. Like, you're not going to hold that and be like, we're talking about 50-50 right now because it was a cool experience of a movie and now we're talking about it because we saved it in our memory banks or whatever. But, like, in real life, if somebody awful. that you know <laughs> died of cancer, we wouldn't be talking about it. It'd be like, dude, that was a cool time. Remember that one cool experience? Dude, it was so gnarly when he was dying cancer? from cancer. Yeah. That's fucking awful. Like, so that's – it's interesting that it's, like, we are so connected to these things, but we're not connected to it at all. Well, I think like it's – it's we're vulnerable when it doesn't have to do with us. Mm-hmm. But it, like when it when it actually does, there's no way you can like when communicate th that or process it. We whenever we talk, we always I feel like I'm really bad at interjecting, but it's probably painful to listen to. But it, that I don't know. It's how we talk. We're the only ones listening. Yeah, I know. So, but I think part of it too is that it's catharsis because you can experience the emotion of like I don't know a lot of in a good movie when I'm watching the movie. For that moment, I feel like I am the main character. Like, I feel like I'm experienced. I can experience what they're experiencing. And it's the empathy thing where I can tap myself into what the character I'm watching is experiencing. So I can have the catharsis of crying and imagining as my friend, somebody else as somebody else. And yeah. then the movie's over and I can go, oh, okay. whoa, that so was glad that's not me. You know, it's not. So it's, it's actually not. a really fucked up thing to do yeah. as a person to be like, oh, yeah, like. I'm glad I could like it's like if you were able to just drop in someone's 
walk in someone's shoes for a day and experience that. It'd be like, it's the same as watching a movie or whatever. You'd be like, that was cool. No, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that anymore. And then just kind of walk away from it. Well, and it can force you into a perspective or a situation that you wouldn't experience in real life, but you kind of can get, reap the benefits yeah. of that experience. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because there's, yeah. there's definitely movies that that I've watched and I would never want to experience it in real life. Yeah. But having put myself in the shoes of what the person Influenced is experiencing me greatly, in the movie, it would just change. Like it I've had my movies. Yeah, I can honestly say I've had movies that have changed my life and changed my way of thinking just from like a five minute scene or whatever. Yeah. Like that. And same with so any. It's art. a good practice. Yeah, it's like reading a book. That's why people people say like read a book. It's like it's literally the same thing. Like I'm not. I'm losing the like the whole practice of like reading words and like getting patterns down i suppose but for me watching movie is the same thing like i feel like i'm getting the same amount of whatever you get from a book that makes you smart like yeah. you say a book smart or whatever the i'm getting the same an thing yeah because all it is it's just you're getting an experience from something where you normally wouldn't have you're just taking other people's ideas and living inside them for a moment and that's what makes you smart and grow because you're thinking about it. Yeah. So, like, if you're watching, that's why I have a fucking problem with these goddamn Marvel movies and all these superhero movies or any just blockbuster, like, because you're not thinking. Like, I. It's it's I an hour and, and a half. It feels like a commercial to me. There's no yeah. content there. It's like, just. What are you trying Now to you're say? supposed to feel sad. And now you're supposed to feel excited. And now you're supposed to feel. It tells you what to feel yeah. instead of influencing you to feel a certain way i always try to sum things up to like their fullest extent after i like if i take an experience in my life or anything and once it's all done and wrapped up or watching movie once it's all done and wrapped up i try to think what was the total message what was their like one thing they were trying to say in a in a sentence and with movies that i've seen recently i can't think of anything it's just like the only thing i can think of is just like Distraction. We wanted you to come buy a ticket, and we made you come buy a ticket. Well, and that's, that's like that's all it is. And that's not to say that there isn't any value. I mean, it's I I've seen enough Marvel movies or what whatever the Fast and Furious movies or whatever that I get the point. And it is it's just entertainment. There is no message. It's just oh, for an hour and a half, you're gonna watch this and be entertained. But for me, if 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 you're gonna if I'm going to define quote unquote good art, it's something that afterward I there's an impact instead of just, oh, that was entertaining. Yeah. That's just entertainment. It's not that hard to be in. I can watch a house swap show for half an hour and be entertained by that, but it's bullshit. It I think that's why, like, like, we all know in our current time and place that, like, being in. An artist is like it's this weird. You can't have like a good. Like it has like a bad rap. I feel like when you say like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to school for art. I'm going to school to become like a director." Like everybody's gonna look at you like get a real fucking job. Mm-hmm. It's because. It's because of like, I don't know. I lost my train of thought on that one, kind of. But I feel like art gets a bad rap because most people view art as like entertainment. Oh, uh, art is just entertainment. It's a distraction from something instead of like, no, this is, I'm trying to teach people something. Well, and I'm trying to like show people a new perspective to help them grow or, and just continue a good society or whatever the fuck. I'm just trying to continue our lives through this thing. And like, 
but people just view it as like because they've been so exposed to like viewing it as just like oh i need an escape so i'm gonna watch this dumb movie yeah it's like no it's i'm trying to show you something like it's is it's well, the same as reading a book that to me or painting something you know like yeah i want you to get the same experience from reading a book well and i guess looking that's at a piece of art for me when i think of art and it's so pretentious to try to draw a line between art and entertainment but what i would consider art as far as something that makes you think and something it feels like an experience when you're looking at a painting you're having an experience versus oh that looks cool or listening to an album it's like oh that's cool versus you're experiencing something yeah. and it it to me art in that sense relates more to philosophy and psychology and it it's it's not just oh wow that painting looks cool it's it becomes part of how we think a, a good piece of art changes art being a movie or an album or art or whatever it is affects how you think as opposed to just being oh that sounds nice or that looks nice it it there's experience to it instead of just distraction if that makes any sense yes it's it's there's more it's wider than just yeah i painted this thing does it look nice yeah it looks nice yeah i mean i think a lot gets it gets skewed because cuz i know there's like uh like bands for example i'll, I'll like listen to somebody like a band when i was younger and, and for some reason you know like i listen to that band and be like this band sucks I don't like them. Like, I appreciate what they're doing. It sounds okay, but, like, I'm not interested in what's happening right now. And then later on in life, they'll become, like, my favorite band or whatever. Like, I'll find something. So a lot of, for people to view art, which I guess we're we're talking about right now, is it takes a lot of just circumstance for them to, like, accept it and not give it a bad name. So everything I was saying earlier just is unraveling by me just thinking <laughs> about it right now. So it's like, yeah, everything is circumstantial to well, and what viewing I... art. So like, yeah, I'm talking shit about these Marvel movies right now or these all these blockbuster movies. But in like 30 down, 30 years down the road, like I might think they're the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. You know, like I don't. So you can't ever cr- criticize art. Well, and, and... <laughs> it's stupid, and I hate it. But well, and there's two things. One of the things is. What's art to me might not be art to you and might not be art to anyone else. Yeah. So it's all subjective. Yeah, it's completely so subjective. That's that's the problem, like when I said it's hard to draw a line between entertainment and art. Yeah. It's because what entertains me might be art to you and what entertains you might be art to me. And then the second part of that is that, like for the example, Marvel movies the fact that you feel negatively about Marvel movies is going to still leave enough can can still leave an impact that's significant you, bad quote unquote bad art can still leave uh, just as significant of an impact some of my favorite art is bad art yeah exactly that's what i mean is there's no such thing as I mean, there is such thing as bad art, I guess. That painting you got th- from the thrift store of the old no, lady. No, no, I love that. I think that's good art. Because somebody, I have this painting that's in my bathroom, and I bought it at the thrift thrift store, and it's like a watercolor, like, 
somebody obviously made it in high school or whatever. Maybe like an old person made it, and it's obvious that they never tried to like. They never even tried to art before, and that was like objectively, it's bad art. Yeah, no, it looks bad. It's like it's like a portrait of some old lady, and it's just so poorly done. And her eyes are all wonky. It looks like that picture from like Napoleon Dynamite when he when he uh, draws a picture of that girl. And it's like (laughs) that's exactly what it looks like, and it's bad. And but to me, no, I see. I don't just see like a bad drawing and painting of somebody. I see like somebody trying their hardest. Like, cause it's not just like a simple line drawing. They like, they spent time on it. It took easily, like I draw stuff. So I know like that easily took two to three hours Yeah. and they put their entire everything and they probably showed their friends like, check this out. What do you think? And then it ended up in a thrift store and it's fucking awful. But whoever they painted it for, they probably gave it to that person. That person just threw it away. Yeah. But to me, like, I think the beauty in that and the art in that is not the visual representation of what they were trying to do it's it's the entire just me thinking about that person the impact is more important yeah the entire experience of that person making that art is what what is important well and that's that's what's like i think that's what's valuable that's kind of for me why i got into punk is that punk objectively is not good not music. Good. Doesn't sound good. It doesn't it's sound yelling. good. It's, it's not, not. It doesn't take a lot of technical talent. But there's something about dudes that suck at their instruments. General. I mean, I'm generalizing. Dudes that suck at their instruments, just doing everything they can, and it's the passion behind it. Yeah. And and like like it's you the, listen to a Black Flag record, yeah, it's and it's sloppy it's and it sounds like yeah. shit. That's all it is. It's the, it's the experience of the making the art is what makes it valuable, and what's that's what makes it art. And it's not like if you look at a photograph of something, you'd be like, oh, that's cool, like someone you know took a photograph. But if you look at a painting of something, you'd be like, you're not thinking about like, oh, that's a picture of somebody's face. You think about like somebody sat down and they drew that for like 20 hours or whatever it yeah. takes and that's what's beautiful behind, things, that's why you like the painting it's not because someone tried to draw like a flower it's because someone and the things took the they experienced yeah. in the 20 hours it makes of create, you f- even if it's a piece of shit if you release an album or painting or whatever that sucks objectively it's there's still it's it's hard for me to separate the effort that went into it from the final product. Yeah. So even if the album or the painting isn't necessarily good, if I can tell that someone gave a shit and I can tell I can I can imagine that oh this guy doesn't know how to fucking play guitar and he's doing everything he can to write riffs yeah. and it's sloppy and it's not on time, but it there's it's the energy behind it yeah. of you know what it sounds like right now from like people that aren't in our realm of of life or whatever? It just sounds like uh, we're trying really hard to so give us credit. We're justifying <laughs> our own <laughs> shitty creations. Please give us credit because we're trying really hard. If you like, think I this tried, podcast sucks. So you have to think it's fucking good because I tried really hard on it. So if you don't think it's good, <laughs> I'm going to undermine you with this entire talk right now. If you That's think this podcast like sucks... Think about the effort that yeah. I put into it. We and tried, so that's all that matters. We, we're having an experience right now, so that means it doesn't matter what you think, and we get a trophy anyways in our own hearts, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a participation award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we tried, so fuck you. Uh, I like that, though. I don't care. 
Yeah, no, that's, I don't know. It's just, it's weird to me. And I think part of it too is that because I've made things, it's hard for me to separate creating the thing from the final result. And what, what, what bad art, if we're going to go with that, what bad art is to me is when someone tries to make it sound good but obviously doesn't give a shit and obviously yeah. didn't put the time in and just, oh, this is what you do to make it you're sound not, good. Yeah, bad art is when you're you're not doing it for... It's posturing. You're not doing it for the... Because you want to grow. When you do art, you want to grow and you want to learn things and you want to experience things. I keep going back to experience, but like that's the whole point of life, I think, is just to experience things. So like when you're... If you're not doing it to experience, uh, what are you doing it for? Yeah, like there's nothing to even I don't know. Yeah, and and part of it is just that if so, the basis I agree that like the basis of the value of life is experience. It's all about experience, and if you're not if if you're not doing if you're creating art and not trying to create some kind of experience or even improve your own experience or progress in some way and you're just you're just filling a niche of like oh people want to hear this or oh i know people will like this even if you're taking two steps backwards but you know that oh people will like this or n- I think the worst one is it's what it's what's expected of me, so I'm going to do it. Right. That's the worst. Yeah, that's what that's... makes bad. It's like I'll go back to Marvel movies because I hate them so much. I recently watched Captain America or whatever. I know it's not Marvel, but the same. It's the same. Captain plane. America is Marvel. Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Is that what I said? You say Captain. America. Oh, whatever. It's yeah, same. Whatever. Literally same. Same shit. shit. Yeah. It's they're making these movies not to create something in, like. They're, it's what's expected. They're like, oh, we've already been successful. A couple of them in the very beginning were good, so we have to keep doing that to make the money, and it's what's expected of us. So we can't do anything too crazy because we need to stay safe, and that's what's expected of us. That's what makes bad art is when you're doing something just to get just to get by or just to get, like, just a nod of somebody else, you know? Like, it, it's bad. No, do it for yourself. Fuck that. Do it for the knowledge and then just the growth in everything, everything that art has to offer, do it for the growth. Right. Oh shit, man. Yeah. I, I just get mad. Like I know that's what it's, the, I, it's the same thing for me. And that's, I, I'd rather listen. So if there's a band that I like and they release an album that I don't like, but I can tell that they're, that they're, trying to improve and they're trying to do something different i'm i don't listen to the album because i don't like it but i can still go yeah that's cool i I don't have any problem with you creating this and i don't have any i mean not that it fucking matters i don't have any authority but it's when an album comes out and i can tell that you the person creating it was just trying to make people happy and just trying to 
to fulfill the expectations. Yeah, make it passable. It's not Yeah. It's not valuable to anything or anybody. Because the whole point I think I mean the whole point, at least personally, is to create things that push yourself. I mean, to be creative and to create art, for me at least, the purpose is to push myself further than I'm comfortable. So if you just keep stepping backward and keep stepping backward so that you can fill that slot of, oh, this is what people expect me to do, so then I'm just going to do that. It, you're creating a commercial. That's what, that's, it gets weird for me because that's what, when I watch commercials, commercials are creating what people want to see and what they know people will respond to. So when art does that, it makes me really uncomfortable because yeah. I feel like I'm listening to a commercial or looking at a commercial or it just becomes we've talked about commercials before as because commercials are a form of art someone took the time to do it but it's exactly what i'm talking about where it's just like i'm just trying to make it passable and like it's not even at this point giving knowledge to somebody like letting you know my company exists it's like a uh it's like a weird thing you're like watching it's it's not even like i would prefer if i had like a ideal situation of watching tv it would be like yeah watch my show then a commercial comes on and the commercial is literally just a guy in a suit or a girl whatever somebody just staying there or just like print on the screen saying um vacuums this is our website this is how much it costs go buy it like, yeah that's just be straightforward because like nobody wants to like i don't want to go out like i'm i'm buying deodorant because i have to like I yeah, don't, you're not I don't want sell to buy me. deodorant. Yeah. It's like I don't, I don't care about which product I'm even buying. Like I'll buy 99 cent store. I don't care if it, whatever, if it works, I'll find that out on my own. But like I'm not gonna buy your product because you have like neat commercial this guy on a unicorn saying <laughs> weird things. Like I'm not gonna buy your like you just make me feel stupid. There goes like, my that's old not, spice just, sponsorship. Just tell me like the name of your product. Get your name out there. That's cool. I'm okay with getting your name. Like, just let me know what you are. But the thing and is, then, uh, then just like I'll try it, and then I'll figure it out for myself. Fuck you. But the thing is, you have to think about, and I, I mean, I'm including myself in this, but you have to think about how unconsciously some people are consuming content. So if you're scrolling through Facebook and you scroll past a video that's just, "Hey, we have vacuums. Come buy one." You're like, all right, whatever. But if you scroll past, you're scrolling through Facebook and you scroll past a fucking dragon flying through the sky with a shirtless dude with a six pack. You're like, what the fuck is this? Like, it's, it's what it is, is I think that's why. And I've seen the trend recently too, is commercials are getting weird. And I think it's to break the trance of just being unconscious and watching TV. And then they try to go, Hey, wait a minute. Isn't this weird? And then you're like, yeah, wait, you this is weird. And then it just goes, Old Spice, buy your fucking Old Spice deodorant. Because All right, I guess you're right. So It's a hook. Yeah. I mean, that's what anybody's trying to do. And that's what music does. Yeah, yeah. That's what you look movies at it, do. Yeah, so that's everything. commercials, we should follow what commercials are doing because they're doing it correctly. Push the boundaries, please, I guess. I was just talking shit earlier about commercials, but like, at least they're, yeah, it's true. At least they're trying to push the boundaries of what we should watch. But I don't like, think just I don't know. But I don't think it's pushing the boundaries. I think it's just trying to catch attention. Yeah. But oh, the yeah. thing is, when every commercial is trying to catch your attention by being whimsical, then it's all whimsical, and you ignore all commercials. That's the problem. Is that 
that's the problem with trends in general is that the hook of the trend then becomes the thing that turns you off of the trend. So when a whimsical commercial comes on and you pay attention to it, and then down the line, every commercial becomes yeah, whimsical. That's, not cool that's why you annoy it. Yeah, it's not that's cool anymore. Like it. fidget spinners were so last week. Like it's the whole, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know either. It's 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 pretty weird. Um, so this is totally on a different note, but I I we haven't talked about this. No, create a segue. What were we just talking about? <laughs> Well, we were talking about commercials, but I want to talk to you about this. I want to talk to you about this. I want to talk to you about this. So I drove past Good the... Good speech, buddy. I drove past... <laughs> I want to talk to you about this. There's nothing wrong no, with that. No, you said, I want to talk to you about this or something. You said something dumb. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck you. So I drove past the Bayshore house the other day. Damn. And uh, so Sean and I used to be roommates and we lived in this kind of dumpy ass house it was like a duplex yeah duplex it was fucking awesome yeah it was tight um for the for the record i lived in the closet of this house he did live in the closet the downstairs closet and it wasn't even like a like a large walk-in closet it was an under the stairs it was literally like a broom closet yeah it was a it broom. was just <laughs> enough to put one single mattress down and it barely even fit i had to like squish it uh, then maybe like one crate and that's all like it was just literally and like it sloped down so like there's no head space i had to crawl i lived in a crawl space for two years and it was the best time of my life i fucking loved it there yeah for no two that years was, that was like the that was great i loved every second of it so i i while i was i mean i guess i didn't technically live there but i lived there part half time or three quarters time or whatever i yeah, put in his hours i put in my hours he wasn't an og but you know he no was overtime there. but um and the whole time i was like dude someone should just fucking gut this place and start from scratch like it's all fucked up cabinets have been repainted 10 times shit was falling apart Whoa. carpet was Mold, black mold. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was black mold for quite a while. really bad. So while I was living there, I was like, fuck this place. kind of fucking gross. Everything's kind of falling apart. And then we moved out, and then I drove past, and they are gutting the place, and they are repainting it. And it kind of hurt. Did they completely like tear down the building or are they just like No, they just completely gutted on. it, repainting it, redoing Damn. the outside. And it was it was weird because at the time my experience while I was there is very different from how I remember it being. If that make like now yeah, I have the perfect thing. There's like a quote that I saw somewhere, I read somewhere. I feel like I mentioned it on a podcast before, just I say it a lot, I feel like. But it was something along the lines of some guy said something. He maybe was an actor, I don't know. But he said, uh, when you're when you're doing something or like when you're having the journey, it sucks. Joe Rogan. Was it Joe Rogan? It was Joe Rogan. Wait, what was the quote then? It's not a direct quote, but he's talking about... It's all about the journey. It's the reason Lord of the Rings is good. It's not about how they could have avoided going to Mordor easily. It's about the journey of it happening that made it good. And the entire time, it sucked. 
but like but the experiences but that suck are the ones that are the best the afterwards memory, it's the memory of the experience that makes it good so during the time adventures suck while you're having them adventures yeah that's what it suck while you're having them and, and then after the fact I, it's the best experience yes yeah yeah that's it like i don't remember easy days that i have mm-hmm. i remember the shitty ones shitty days or just that i like, get through and it ends up being all right the things by chance happen to be so good that you can't like just us getting just shit faced and walking to the beach listening to whatever the fuck we were listening to. We probably don't even listen to it now. It is just probably Johnny the, Hobo. Yeah, listening to that band or front bottoms or whatever, and we're just walking on the beach and like I have memories we're poor. of that. Yeah, I, I have absolutely no money at all, and like that's not. And I can't remember a day where I was just like had tons of money. I did a bunch of cool stuff. Like going to like a cool place or a different state, I barely remember those. But I remember the times when I was like living in this in this shitty closet and just walking to the beach at like three a.m. just like shit faced. That's what like. And we were. And I, to me, during the time, it was nothing. I'm just like, it was like automation. It wasn't even like. It was just and living I felt like through shit. the day. Yeah, it was just my body was deteriorating. And usually, yeah. usually we would. Y- you would get home later than I would, and then I wouldn't be able to sleep, and I'd come downstairs, and then we'd end up either watching we'd movies. and make out. Oh. I mean, during the movies, yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, and, and we would both be unhappy and just be like, let's fucking walk to the beach. Fuck it. And it's like, oh, I have to wake up for work at 8 tomorrow. Oh, I don't give a shit. I, this sucks. Let's just go to the beach. And then... So at the time I would I would say that it's fair to say that we were both generally unhappy. Yeah, I can't really remember a time I was generally happy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. No, but, it was a struggle every day like I was living in somebody's closet. I didn't make enough money to have a room or like I didn't even really have enough money to to pay what I can at, in the closet. Like it was Every day was a struggle. I had to be really bad, too. So, so like, at the time, neither of us were particularly happy and and didn't... There was no excitement. I wasn't like, yeah, we're going to go walk to the beach, and it's going to... It was kind of just like, yeah, this is what like, I do. It's like the same it is now. We're just trying to get through the day, and yeah. that's it. But I'm sure when I'm 40 years old... And I think about what I'm doing now, even though what I'm doing now, I'm not, I enjoy it, but I I don't, there's no romanticism. And I feel like memory is what creates that romanticism of, oh, that was so cool. Like I was just do whatever I wanted, walk to the beach at night. And, and so at the time it, it, it was nothing spectacular yeah it just literally felt like nothing you were it just was just a day. a day like that's it but we were like reminiscing the other night and then yeah that's what it is could easily be some of the best times of my life and i'm always gonna remember living there in this place for two years and just like coming up from whatever i don't know like it's just the the idea or just the memory of it it was nothing like not even a blip like from day-to-day life but the memory of it is what made it valuable and that's what i don't know like when i think so 
I mean, what we had, what we've kind of talked about talking about is memory and that topic, that, that period is what resonates the most with me for significant memory because it's, it's recent enough that I feel like I have a clear recollection of it, but it feels very separate for me and it feels very I remember at the time being pretty indifferent and not really rec- not not really appreciating the enjoyment of it and then now I'm like dude that was so cool yeah and it here's the stupid thing cuz if we were to go back if we somehow like we're able to go back to that place in that exact time. It would be it would a be downgrade the same thing. It would just be the same thing. We'd be like, yeah, we'd still be just be like shitty. Same people that we are here right now. I th- it was like, it'll, it'll set itself in stone in our minds because it was a coming of age type thing. Like I, that was the first place I went to when I moved out of my parents' house and I was like really on my own. I wasn't going to school or anything. Every day was a struggle and like it still is, but it's a little bit better now. Um, I'm like on a lease and stuff, but like I was literally squatting at somebody's house and like, that's not something to be proud of, but I know the amount of growth that happened during that time in my life, it was like substantial. It it meant something to me and that's always going to be a part of something. But like during, like I said, like during that time you can't, it was just me struggling but as the memory, it's the greatest times of my life. Like, that's always the weirdest. It's it's the strangest feeling. I don't even know if there's a word for it where you're just like, you your struggles are just, are the best. Like, those are what you're going to remember forever. Like, that's, it's strange. I don't know how to describe it. I'm sure every person on this planet knows what I'm talking about. But it's just a memory of something is so beautiful and disgusting and awful at the same time i don't know one that it's almost there's a weird duality where the memory is almost more significant than the experience itself if that makes any sense yeah it's it's like what you take from it type of deal yeah it's like oh i had to go through this to understand this yeah and 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 remembering the experience there is almost more significant than the experience itself. And I feel like that's not uncommon. That's a, that's most of the time my memory of something has more of an impact on me than the thing itself. Yeah. The memory is always better than what the actual thing because is. Because it idealizes it. You yeah. lose yeah, yeah. It, with memory. I think you lose the middle ground. You remember the peaks and you remember the valleys, but you don't remember the just being the bored uses, and yeah, nothing and in between. The angry parts or whatever. Uh, uh, it's weird. And then I've this isn't isn't something new where I've thought like, oh, memory is like something that just like is so beautiful. Memory is like all we're living for. Essentially, I think that memory is everything that we're living for is to experience things and just create a memory out of it. That's the only thing that really keeps us driving forward is a memory of something else. You're not looking forward in front of you. You're striving to relive. Otherwise people would just immediately jump off a cliff the second they get sad. Cause they're like, I'm sad right now. So that means I'm going to have to like 
stop feeling this. But you're remembering what it feels like to, to feel be good. Happy or so to, that's yeah. the whole like that's everything. And I've I've like realized this when I was younger, like you know, ten or twelve or whatever, and. And that messed me up more than anything, I think. Once you realize that type of thing, I feel like most people have, and it's fine. But what what creates a true spiral and just, like, angst and whatever is realizing this and realizing that, like, what we're experiencing right now, us doing this cool thing, is just going to be something cooler for me down the road. But, like, what's the incentive for the me now? Like, there's never anything. It's always like, oh, it was cool back then. But like, what about now? What about the future? Like, it might be cool in the future, but I'm not going to realize it until I'm like way further in the future. So there's no like, I don't know how to, if I'm describing this properly, but like there's not any incentive for me right now. People say like live in the now, but like, what what is that? Like, there's no, everything I'm doing in my life is just to get to the next thing. Whether it's like the next piece of food, whether it's the next like, dollar whatever it's always to the to the next thing and like eventually that'll turn into a cool memory where i'm like oh yeah i learned something about that but like it's literally just gonna repeat that pattern forever and that's so devastating i don't know how to like even get out of that pattern i don't know if it's even a pattern at all but like it's always just waiting till the next thing and i'm like i can't just sit there i i don't know if i'm like i feel like most people feel this way when you're sitting somewhere and like you're in a cool place I've never think to myself, I'm truly enjoying this. I'm happy. I've never felt that. Like, what is that? Like, oh, yeah, I feel good right now. Like, that. Like, yeah, I felt it's rare. good. I've felt it, but it's, it's rare. And the experiences that I would think would create that feeling never do. They're never true. It's yeah. random. To be like, I really want to go to Disneyland because that's like where I remember having good memories with my family and being happy. And you actually go to Disneyland and the entire time you're experiencing it, it's just awful. Yeah. Like you're just in hot or weather or, surrounded by people. But like, And a lot really of like, times yeah. it's awful because you're like, well, this is not what I wanted it to feel like. I wanted this yeah. to be the best thing ever. The expectations versus reality thing is a huge crushing thing on my life. I always expect something to be something and it's never that ever. And even if you're even if it's an enjoyable experience, there's the burden of well, but in my mind this was like yeah, I was I'm supposed saying. to be in Nirvana. Yeah, exactly. When I'm when I'm like truly like my favorite thing about life, if I had to like really sum it up, is just like right before if you're like inside your own comfortable space in like your bed or whatever, right before you're about to fall asleep watching tv or whatever like that moment right before you're about to fall asleep the in between of you just being drowsy is like that's the best feeling that's what my favorite part of life so i look forward to that all the time and like it's hard to like when it's happening it's well i don't know it's i think bullshit well but i think i'm well i don't i i'm curious if the reason that that's so enjoyable is because at least for me when i'm in that just about to fall asleep that state i'm not thinking about the past or the future i'm just kind of there yeah that's so I that think that's is what i'm trying being to get at. living in the now being present yes i like that feeling but it doesn't happen often because it's I'm hard aware. to create that yeah i'm aware yeah you can't create it that's the that's what's beautiful about it as well because you can't like set up that's why rich people are usually miserable because they're like, oh, once I get to this point, I'll be good. It's like that will never happen. And then there's like always the next point and the next point yeah. and the next point. So it's 
uh, like uh, with Bob Ross, the Happy Accidents. That's his. <laughs> that's uh, I've always heard that when I was a little kid. Even when I started drawing, my dad would tell me that like uh, our teachers, everybody, they would always use Happy Accidents. Is when you mess up and it ends up becoming like a substantial part of that memory or piece of work. It's like those those flaws are what makes people good and happy. Yeah. Well, I feel it, like we're beating a dead horse, but I mean, hopefully someone that has never thought about this stuff will listen to it and whatever. But yeah, to me, it's like, it feels like I'm being a dead horse every time I talk. That's why I don't talk often. I feel like I just feels like, repetitive. Yeah. I, like the only time I really talk is when like I disagree with something and then I'll just talk shit forever and I'll keep talking shit. But for the most part, if I like don't, I just won't say anything because I feel like it's already well known by most people, and I don't, I don't need to say it because I just assume most people are good. That's what another huge flaw that I have. We're just going deep into the psyche of Sean, and I think, I feel like most people are on the same level of smartness as me, whatever that means. I don't feel like I'm not very smart. Smartness. I'm just hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping that people have like. I'm assuming, I feel like most people do think this way. And so why is there a reason for me to say it? Like, yeah, well, and I, I'm not going to validate you. Like I figured it out. You can do it too. Well, it's I a think, selfish thing, but I don't care. I, th- I think I've, I've mentioned that before on one of the, the solo podcasts, because it's one thing to have a conversation with a person because if I'm if I'm talking to you and you're talking to me, we're creating something for each other. But there's there's a thing I I have a thing where I'm tempted to not say anything because I'm like, well, who gives a shit what I say? Like, there's no it. There's it's usually my train of thought is who yeah. gives a shit. Like, and it's like, well, this has been said before. Why? I'm sure someone has thought this before, so why should I say anything at all? There's that, and then the other half of that is is I'm not interested enough of making people like... Because most of the time when people get really good at talking and really interested, in, they're either trying to sell something or they're trying to sell themselves. That's usually what it right. is. They're trying to sell themselves... And like I'm uh, attractive and valuable, so pay attention to me. That's how people become famous, is because they like hone on to that skill where they need to be looked at or valuable or whatever. And I don't ever have the desire to do that. I don't care like what, how people view me. I'm not trying to sell myself to other people. Like you are you, I'm me, whatever. It's fine. Like we're all gonna we're all gonna die. It's like it's a dumb thing. So I, I'm not trying to like. That's why I get mad at people. When I meet people that are, like, really good at talking or really good at social skills and stuff, I usually just think they're an asshole because you got to that point because you cared so much about, about what, like, what other people think that, that you, you like, learned you, how to... It became a skill to you to be able to communicate with people, and I don't value that. I don't value trying to sell myself as something. Yeah, but that's... I'd rather just have it be, like, the things I'm creating right now with through visuals because i don't know i feel like i'm very visual like i'd rather have that as an example of myself than me just selling something to you but don't you think it's unfair to to assume that people who are well spoken are are trying to sell themselves isn't being well spoken 
a, a, a tool to communicate and a tool to, because, because we're like, we're having this conversation right now and I could be having this conversation with someone else and they would be gaining something from it because they have a different perspective than you do. So is, is being, being well-spoken, I think becomes a tool of articulating perspective more than yeah. it is. So there are people that sell themselves, but I think part of it so is that the, I want to, I want to, the goal, the, the reason that I would, that I would like to be well-spoken is because I want to articulate myself as clearly as possible to you. Yeah. So you want your opinion to get through to me. But no, I don't want to be, I don't. I don't want to be misunderstood and when I'm communicating with other people I gain something from them and I don't want there's some so there's something to be gained through communication right yes so why wouldn't you streamline that communication to create as much gain as possible uh because fuck that. No, I don't know. It's like, it's, I lost a train of thought, but <laughs> you beat me, you win, Landon. No, it's, it's like, um, but the conversation, so, so the conversations that we have, like if you want to use the, the, yeah, unit, that's the, on a, no, I'm talking about like, I'm not talking about on one-on-one basis of somebody talking to somebody else. I'm talking about like, when you're at work and you're surrounded by 15, 20 people or whatever, and that person that tries to make themselves the loudest to be well-known, right. usually the person to, like... They're projecting themselves as yeah, opposed you're to... Yeah, selling, you're selling the product of yourself, and that, that bugs me. It's like, it's it's not... Okay, yeah, right. So there's a I'm difference... I'm not talking about, like, a one-on-one basis. No, 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 no. So there's a difference between communication where there's a stream of me and there's a stream of you, and we're going back and forth. Yeah. And then there's I'm projecting myself into the room yeah. and just trying to dominate. But it's it's not it's not even limited to that because I've met I know people personally firsthand every day where they their one on one conversations with another person is is trying to sell their opinion to you. It's not a constructive like constructive thing that we're talking about right now where like we each voice our opinion but we don't try to, I'm not trying to sell my opinion at you. I'm trying, I'm not trying to be like, I'm not pitching you. People. Yeah. I'm it's not, not pitching not you pitch. myself. That's what it feels like. Cause I talk to a lot of people often and like, usually most of my communication is done between one-on-one basis. I get uncomfortable when I have to deal with like work and everything. Like I get uncomfortable when I have to deal with more than one communication streamline. I'm really good with customers one-on-one, but if I'm trying to talk to my coworkers, in a meeting or anything, I can't do it. It's just uncomfortable right. to me. So when you meet those people that are they're it's aggressive. They they are selling their opinion to you to get to get you on their side, even though they even if they don't even know you. It still happens. I feel like even with friends that I have, they will do that. They will like anything you're trying to say is wrong. You have to hear me out because instead of just because being I'm like, gonna change your mind. I'm gonna tell you what I think and you're gonna tell me what you think and then we either we could find a mid ground or disagree. Either way, it doesn't matter. But it's no, it's never that. It's just like I'm gonna tell you 
what your opinion should be. It becomes teams as opposed to a back and forth. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a difference. What side between, are you on? Between like pushing, projecting yourself and presenting yourself. Because there's a difference between I'm fine if you present me your opinions with no assumptions behind it. If you're just going, yeah, yeah this is what I think. But just, then there's this is what I think, and if you don't agree, then fuck you. It's also and, the thing of just being completely honest. Like you can tell when someone's being not being like when someone's assertive towards something. They're usually they have an agenda. They're, yeah, they're usually hiding something, or they're like upset, or they're. You can always tell there's a thing. It's just. Listening is a huge part of that. You just need to listen to people, and then you'll be able be able to like see like if you're being. Just be honest. Like when I say things, when I give my opinion, I usually get a disclaimer before or after saying like you know, but whatever. Yeah, like that's usually like how I talk. Like, you know, I think this way, but it might be wrong. I don't know. Cause like when you hold on to to something, when you hold on to anything, it's like. It's uh, it's not. I don't think it's good. You, you shouldn't. To, there has to be flexibility. Yeah. And, and once you give something a definite, it's usually the downhill spiral yeah, of humanity right. in general. It's, I feel it's, like I've said that a couple times. But. It's the, the confidence in that I'm right. And there's, there's, there's people, and you can feel it even just in base communications with simple communications with people where I can have a conversation with you and we can disagree, but I don't feel like you're trying to fight me. Yeah, there's no... Um, but there's some people like where still... they disagree with you, and it's like... That's a threat Oh, to I them. offended you. Like, you're on defense right now, as yeah. opposed to just, oh, I don't I don't agree with that. Because yeah, we can disagree. Fine. You and I can disagree, and we can just go, oh, I don't agree with that. But then, then it, there's certain people where it's like, well, how the fuck do you think yeah. that? And, and then it, it comes back to the ego thing where they think they're the center of the universe, and it's, it's right. silly. It's always... I don't know why, but the ego thing bugs me so much. People yeah. have this thing where they think they're everything. Yeah, I don't... Uh, it's it's hard to talk about because it's hard to criticize ego... Without, yeah, talking about yourself. Without talking about yourself. <laughs> without, I definitely have an ego, too. It's not something that, like, yeah. I'm void of. When I when I talk shit on things, it's not. I'm not saying, like, I'm completely absent from them. I'm totally a part of it. But, like, we should try to, like, at least Distinguish. see what we're doing wrong to change it. Or at least, I don't know. One, and I think part of it, too, is it's one thing to be aware that you have an e ego and be able dis to distinguish yourself from your ego and then it's another thing to think that you are your ego so yeah. i can say something that offends you and you can go oh i'm offended but i have thoughts that i you can talk about something that you're offended about without being egotistical and offended about it instead of feeling like i'm personally attacking you because you're offended by it if that makes any sense there's that a, makes sense. There's a level of separation between this is how I feel and this is how I should respond. Yeah. And then some people just respond how they feel and they go, "Well, you disagreed with my my point, so fuck you." You're uh, and no, I just I just th there's nothing. You're trying to we're both like the only reason I would ever come back at somebody with an opposite opinion is to gain knowledge from that person or myself. I'm just trying to learn what they're trying to say. Or yeah, exactly. Anything. 
That's and, the only time I would get like, unless I know that person is already uh, has an issue with that, then I won't. I won't try to like provoke it because otherwise it turn into a thing. But um, well, I feel like the best, the best nature or the best version of opposition is questioning. So if yeah. I'm opposing you, I'm opposing you because I want to know more. I'm yeah. not opposing you because I think you're an asshole. I'm not trying to prove you wrong. Yes. I just need more information. And I'd like to see where you're coming from as opposed to just trying to fight you for the sake of you think something different than I do. I have um, kind of relating to memory and I guess kind of relating to ego I've had this thing recently where I, for a while, have felt some level of just general dissociation or dysphoria as far as I, I, I feel like an observer. I don't feel related. I feel like I'm observing things that are going on. And I'm observing myself, observing things. And then we had discussed talking about memory. And I was thinking about the fact that what we consider the present, like what's happening right now on a neurological level, we are experiencing things with a delay, right? If you look at something, light is bouncing off of it. It's coming into your eyes. Your brain is processing it. Your brain then has to identify it. So you're all that light coming in, brain processing it, identifying it. That's a delay. Yeah. You're recognizing something. Are you trying to say like our true selves are actually like several seconds into the future? Then no. What I'm saying is that our sense, what I think is present, what I think is right now, is memory. We always live in memory. Yeah. When I'm when you think about, okay, right now, you're thinking about when your brain processed now, which is yeah 50 milliseconds ago or whatever the time delay is. And I was thinking about that, just the fact that even if we think we're being present, we're really not. There's always a time delay. Yeah. And then I was thinking about relating that to dissociation and I think it kind of ties in I feel dissociated because I'm aware that I'm not ever experiencing anything in real time I am observing everything a memory is an observation yeah you're observing something that previously happened and if our experience of the present is a memory of what happened 50 milliseconds ago after our brain process that oh I'm looking at a light and the light is reflecting into my eyes and my brain is recognizing it as light I there's no present there's no such thing as right now as far as we can experience so I'm observing everything all the time we're shadows of our former selves I don't feel like that doesn't work but yeah like do you I don't do you I mean, do you relate in any way to some level of dissociation? Oh, in absolutely. This? 
in the sense that you're observing. I just I feel like I'm an observer. Oh, yeah, no, all the time, especially during the time when I like this is when it first happened. I've always I don't know like I think it was just something I never uh could put into words. So I just thought it was like oh I just feel weird right now. Like when I was younger until I I smoked weed for the first time. That's when that's it really became. It. <laughs> that's when it became a problem. When it became like it's actually like I was able to logically think about it, but like it wasn't like while I was high or whatever, because I never liked it. Like I smoked weed for a little bit, try it out, and I never liked it. It gave me panic attacks. I freaked out, and I I felt that thing where I was just like, I was just looking at myself. I would be sitting on the couch eating chips, and I'd be like, I'm just the guy sitting on a couch eating exactly chips. it's never been anything more than that like it was just like this dumbed down version of what life is and then later on it wasn't even i would have pentax while i was high but once i like experienced that already it like became a spiral where even years later now it still gave me the effects like once i experienced it once i just like it, it's like i knew what it was from that experience and it just causes problems now like it just i remember one time i was in barnes and noble and i was just like on this weird like i was just walking around i felt really like strange i was completely sober i was just like off of work and i just i don't know i was just walking around the bookstore or whatever i don't even know how i was there and i found this book i was looking like the psychology section because i was into that during that time and like philosophy and self-help self-help books and stuff and I came across one called the disassociation disorder, which is an actual thing. Where people think they're like, they essentially think they're like, oh, I'm a robot. And they like live like a robot and they think they're robots. And then like the mild version of that would be what you were talking about. Where it's just like, I feel like I'm not present around people. I can't connect to people. I can't, um, even if I am, it's just in my own head i feel like i'm the only person to really exist that was also a symptom of it where the, you like think you're own, you're your own god and like you're just like in a bubble and just watching everything happen but you don't actually feel it and i think that really comes from like i thought about that a lot of what to be disassociated means and i think it just means it'd be like a defense mechanism in your brain because uh, when you feel like shit your brain's gonna try to make it not feel like shit so you continue to survive and work or feed yourself or whatever um but when you are upset and disassociated or like when you're upset your brain will create a new way to not make you feel upset and that would be just shutting down all feelings yeah not being able to feel things it'll just like oh uh, i was sad that one time because this happened so i was talking to this person or just people in general, and it made me upset, and that caused me not to eat for a week, which has happened to people, I'm assuming, and me, like, when you get depressed, you don't eat or whatever, and it's harmful to your body, so your body chooses, and your brain, without you knowing or whatever, it'll just cause you to, I'm trying to think of everything from, like, a like a science standpoint, instead of just talking about, like, philosophy stuff, because, like, I feel like it's more credible to think about it like from a biological right. standpoint. Um, but it'll just shut down and be like, oh, like uh, talking to people is harmful, so I'll no longer do that. Yeah. Feeling something when I'm talking to somebody else is harmful because you gave you anxiety. I'm going to shut that down too. And it's just your brain shutting down all these things that are necessary to live life. But 
to your body, it was something that needed to be done to continue to survive. Well, and that's, so I'm hoping that's the case, but no, it still happens quite a bit. Well, and that's part of like, I mean, I don't want to just talk about myself, but that's part of why I brought it up in the first place is that I definitely experienced that occasionally. And then suddenly within like the last year, 75% of the time I'm observing myself, observing things. And it's not that, it's not even that I, 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 I can feel connected, but I feel like I'm observing a connection and I'm like, I'm in that state of, of in between where yeah. there's no, it's the whole, have you looked at the whole mind body problem? Have you heard of that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure if you've, that's like the number one philosophy guy shit. Yeah. But the whole mind-body thing was like, yeah, it's essentially, I think what it is, from what I could translate it into my own personal um, experience. Yeah, experience or hard times or whatever, it's because of that reason. I don't know. I can't connect my mind to my body properly. Yeah. And it, it is a separate thing. I, I do think that it is a separate thing, and it's hard to communicate those two things lined well, it, up at the same time i've it, it's almost like i feel like my my experience or my life i'm experiencing my life as someone looking in a mirror and the mirror is what's going on and i'm just sitting there looking in the mirror like oh yeah that's oh i should probably respond to that and it, it's just a weird I still don't know I don't I don't really know where to put it or know what to do with it but it's almost like it's almost like just just playing I feel like living is just yeah. playing a game. You just play the character of you what you think it, you're supposed to be. What you are and, yeah. And I, even even if I choose to break character I feel like that's it's just what is expected. And I really, I do think that a huge, I'm not saying this is the reason this is happening to people, especially our age. I feel like it's, it's probably happened throughout history all the time. And it yeah. happens to people and it will happen to people in the future and it's happened to people in the past. But I feel like it's, I think that's just our brain is growing. It's the exposure to like uh, the unlimited amount of stuff that we get in our heads every day. It's an exposure to the internet. We have like a constant flow of information happening all the time. Everything is to us in our heads and our like egos where like everything is expected. Like we've already expected this thing to happen because in our own heads, I know you think this way too, but we're like, Oh, I'm smart. I know what's going <laughs> to happen next. Like, I know this is a thing. I've already read about this. I've already seen this on the internet. I already know this is like a disease or a mental issue or whatever. I saw this in a movie. Because of that, we have to view it as like, because we're always striving for something different and something new. So when it's, it is not, and it's, it's like a deja vu. It's like the whole deja vu experience. It, is. it feels it, like It feels like vu. that. It was just like, oh, I've been here before. I, just, I have to play through the motions to get through this, to keep surviving. Um, it's, I feel like it is because of the internet and overexposure to people 
and the population of people and just like overexposure to everything is what all the time all the time it's nonstop. it's like anytime i see a person like yeah uh, it's just nonstop. it's you've seen it already and you know how to talk to that person you already know how to act you've already seen this in a movie the scene playing out is it doesn't feel real like uh reality is not reality is subjective it's that whole thing where it's just like i don't once you give it a name it's always just going to be that name like you can't yeah. you can't stray away from that you've uh fuck i don't know i don't know that's always the, i don't know i mean i'm it's not like something we're talking about where it's just happening it already happened and we lived through it and we're trying to find no, this is like right now i don't fucking know and it's weird well what it what it almost feels like is when you're having a dream and you're aware that you're having a dream, you know what I'm, you're in a dream and you're like, Oh, I'm dreaming right now, but you're still very present to it. You're still, okay, I'm walking down the stairs, but I'm in a dream walking down the stairs. It, it feels like that. Yeah. There's that level of separation where I'm doing this, but I'm watching myself do this. Yeah. And there's no, it's because I remember I remember a point where there wasn't that separation. I was just oh I'm just me and my body doing things, and then suddenly it's like something uh, was altered. Oh, now I'm watching. I'm in a dream of myself doing things, and I'm doing them, and I'm responsible for them. But there's almost a second degree. There's a second degree, so there's the conscious being doing the things, and then there's a second degree of that consciousness that's observing the first level doing things. And it's like, well, which, which, which one, is me. Do, which am I? Which, which one is me? <laughs> yeah, I think it's the, the second one. It's, it's like an innate, it's, uh, it's something just like, because when you're when you're that above self, when you're like the like the Theo, like whatever God creature yeah. above, you don't think and feel in this. You don't. You can't think and feel. It's just yeah. you. Yeah, it's like emotionless. You're just kind of floating above this One self that has feelings. So it's like I don't. I think that's like our subconscious type deal happening where it's just like you know these things are happening like fuck i don't know one it's it's weird because it's nice because it's it's less reactive like if we're talking about it in two degrees there's the one degree of consciousness that is doing the things and there's the second degree of consciousness that is observing the doer the second degree of consciousness, the observing the doer, is it's nice because you it it's not as reactive. If something bad happens, it's not that immediate, oh that fucking guy bumped into me and blah 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 blah. You're just you're kind of observing the emotion of the first degree that is you're observing yeah. the first degree, go, Oh, I'm upset about this and you go, Oh, I'm experiencing but being you, upset about this but you do like from you just even mentioning it you do recognize it as something that is harmful at least not in that moment or even in the long run usually in the long run it's like 
you recognize it as something harmful, correct? It doesn't make you feel good. You you feel well, weird. It feels to view weird. Yourself well, in it's, it. it's it's I I like it, but it's very alien feeling. Yeah, I feel it, like it's not yeah. quite me. It alienates you from other because you feel like because other, it's separate. Personality is so based on emotions that if you're in a state where you're desensitized to emotions, you don't really feel yourself because yourself is very emotional and personality is based on emotions. So if you separate the emotional part from it, there is some level of, oh, I feel weird. <laughs> like, oh, I would get mad at that, but I'm not getting mad at that. That's weird. Am I, what's going on? Like, and to observe... Instead of instead of something making you mad or happy or whatever, where your first degree would be going, oh, it fucking pissed me off. You're going, oh, I feel pissed off about that. That's weird. Instead of being caught up in yeah, the, but that doesn't that doesn't give you like you, when that happens to me, when I when I start feeling like outside of myself and like I'm just viewing it from another side. I literally have panic attacks usually directly after anxiety attacks. I'll like start freaking out after that happens. Cause to me, it's not like, um, it's the loss of humanity. Cause you don't feel human. You just feel like an outside force. It's not like, so when you don't feel human, that's upsetting. Doesn't upset you a little bit. Yeah, it does. that's why it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm talking about it. That's the only way it. you would mention it. Because if it was just a thing that happened to everybody, no one would talk about it and just be fine. It's yeah. Living. But like... Well, and that's why I'm talking about it. And, but I'm not... It's not even a negative thing. It's more just uncomfortable. And that's why... That's what I mean, the dissociation. Where it's like... There's two different things going on here. And which one do I attach myself to? Or which which one do I identify myself with? Because the the first degree, the emotional bullshit sucks. Like that's why suffering exists yeah. there. But then the second degree, it's you do lose the humanity. Yeah, and I think that would be like. So I, if we try to like put this into a, like a physical term, from what I can understand about feeling this way myself and from you explaining it, it would just be like the first degree would be your brain, once you experience something, it flips it over to translate it to like, it's the, the first, it's like a touch basis. It's like mm -hmm. what's happening at your touch. And then the second degree would be observing the yeah, response it would be yeah it would be it'd be your actual brain it, no not your brain so let's say the first degree is a brain it's you responding directly to the actions happening in front of you and the experience happening in front of you that's the brain it's like a physical living thing and then the second thing that would be happening with a whole mind out of body experience and dissociation that's that's the mind that would be the right. mind so happening so yeah so I mean, what I've been so like when you're dreaming, you're dreaming in the mind. So to 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 get the the problem that happens because I think that it happens with everybody and it happens, but I think the problem that's happening with being disassociated is when they blur together, mm -hmm. you can no longer differentiate between 
the brain and the mind. Right. That's the problem that it causes me, at least, is when I wake up from a dream, and then this happened like two days ago. I like I had this like I was taking a nap and I had this dream. I was only asleep for like twenty minutes. This is very like. Uh, my mind was just going off and I was just dreaming stuff. And then I woke up and I was in a weird mood. And then I went to the store with my girlfriend and we walked around the store and the entire time I literally thought I was still dreaming. I didn't like, I even asked her, I was like, am I still dreaming right now? Like I was just completely like, I wasn't even acting like how I normally would in person. I was very like just absent. Yeah. I was just not even absent. I wasn't just like a zombie. Cause that's not even what it means. Like when I feel disassociated it's like i'm like i get super hyper and just like not aware of i don't know it's like just strange i can't i can't tell the difference between reality as us doing this right now or reality of me dreaming that's when it becomes a problem i can't see the the lines i like when you ask somebody am i dreaming right now that's a problem yeah. that's what gives me anxiety that's what gives me panic attacks i don't know what my reality is right now like if i were to you know in my dream i think i'm dreaming and then i'm driving my car and i just drive off a cliff and then it turns out that's not a dream how yeah. would i have known that it's blurred i don't know like well, and that's, that's the when thing. it becomes scary mm-hmm. like i don't in my dreams it feels it's real until i wake up and then it's not real then it possibly is sometimes for a long time. I think I was shit. I'm still dreaming. Yeah. Well, like I, I think you be dreaming right now. I don't fucking know until it, until it's blurred. There's the blurred lines. Yeah. That's what makes me uncomfortable and gives, makes me freak out. Well, and that's the thing. That's the thing that makes me uncomfortable is I'll be driving or at my brother's like yesterday at my brother's graduation, I was sitting there and I'm, I, he was in the first group So within the first 20 minutes He went up and then from then on It was just sit there until it's over And it was three hours And I'm sitting there for three hours It's hot, I'm uncomfortable I don't I I, I don't really want to be there And I kind of just Well I don't want to be here But I am here So I might as well leave here while still being here and I just like uh, not necessarily like meditation but I just kind of tapped out and then I was watching myself experience oh it's hot oh I'm uncomfortable oh I don't want to be here but I wasn't feeling oh it's really hot I don't want to be here I was watching I was listening to myself feel that but I wasn't actually feeling it and I've had that in the car where I'm driving and I'm like, I just want to get home. I don't want to fucking do this. And then I just check out and I'm observing myself experience those thoughts. And then it's like, well, what happens if you just go to that observation place forever <laughs> and you're just always yeah, watching? Yeah, you just become, and what's the word? Catatonic. I feel like I just picked that up from context clues, but I don't actually know what it means. Yeah. That's, but is that the word? Not a, it is like a contextually, yeah. It makes catatonic. Could it's appropriate? Um, but like the, so you have. Are you saying you have a control over this? Where you're just like, I'm gonna check out now because I have. I have not Sometimes. experienced that. Usually, it's it's. I don't want it to happen, and it happens. Like when I have too much caffeine, whatever, any type of like I ate the, 
ate something some kind of food and it just made me feel weird and, my, <laughs> and it sets like a weird trigger off my brain and i just become like completely absent from uh everything it's hard to communicate anything it's hard to well, that's the problem with it like it cool yeah it feels cool i'm like i'm watching myself from the outside but it's to communicate and live life it's extremely difficult like driving i feel like you become automated that's a big key word in this is automation so if you ever felt like you're it happens a lot while driving i think with people mm-hmm. that's like the most common like reference that people will be able to understand is like when you're driving you just kind of check out but it's like that to the extreme so when you're imagine that happening when you're driving and then also trying to communicate with people at the same time or just like living life or feeling that for longer than 20 minutes feeling that for days at a time that's what and I'm saying. That's, that's what we're talking about what, um, right now. Yes. That's when it becomes a problem. Because I really, it's not something like, I I don't even, I even feel comfortable talking about it. Because it's like, I think it's just a sign of anxiety and depression and just like a disorder. So I don't want to like, it makes me uncomfortable talking about it. Because it's very like. Vulnerable. It, yeah. I feel like too open talking about that. Because it's, it feels like just like a sign of depression. So I just don't want to. Well, and, and that's what's weird to me is that if if I was severely depressed or anxious or something, I would be like, oh, it's that. But generally, I'm like pretty all right. And then suddenly it's just it's like if you're watching a Seth Rogen movie and they get high and it's just like and then all of a sudden everything just like twists and it gets all weird that's exactly what it's like. I'll be in the middle of a conversation with someone like at work and all of a sudden just like, and I'm like, Oh, I'm watching myself have yeah. a conversation you're just with like, this person. What? Yeah. You can't talk to him. And I'm just, no, but I do. And it's the same, but I'm just, but it, it taps I'm into, watching, I'm yeah, watching yeah. a character. Yeah. It's not you. You have interact to, you have to tap in. I feel like when that happens, you have to tap into your, like, just, it's like a backlog of like, automation words that you have just yeah any response is just an immediate but like i do that even when i'm even when yeah, i'm not yeah. <laughs> like so what's the difference i don't know it's just and then it it i and i think i mean i don't think that that the dissociation is that uncommon of a thing to feel for especially obviously people our age, I think it's somethings. I think it to most people when they feel it, it's not something to be upset about. But for me, it's something that makes me upset. It's I can't. There's no growth behind it. Like I'm not learning anything. It's not. Uh, it just makes me feel bad, and then I start freaking out, and then I feel like I'm gonna die, and then I start crying usually, and then I just like have to breathe in weird patterns and then I'm okay again after a while. It's never anything where I'm just like, oh yeah, that's that was pretty cool. Yeah. And for I me, like that. It's it's no, it's always uncomfortable. Like I and when I'm in the state I can't when I'm in that state I can't uh you're not aware that it's happening until after and then but it that's becomes the thing. like so uh I'm generally aware of when it's happening. But I'm curious because we talked about identity last time. I'm curious if you're uncomfortable with it because you lose your identity. 
when you're an observer, you have no identity, right? You're yeah. just observing yourself. No, but there's like, no association. No, like I said, with, like as far as I know about myself, like I know I I like put off a certain way towards other people, but to, but to myself, I don't necessarily have any type of like concrete identity where I want to uh, follow it. The thing that bothers me about it is I'm not experiencing anything. It's just, it's automation. I feel like I'm a fucking robot. I'm not actually a part of living, breathing. I'm not, I'm not a part of the living, breathing world. So it's like, it, it makes me uncomfortable and it gives me like a, and a panic attack or anxiety attack because it's, it's, uh, like I, I feel like I'm not living anymore. Right. And that's what bothers me. See, not the part of like I'm not a person. It's I'm not I'm not That's oh, really man. interesting. I feel like I'm not alive. Like it's That's huh. That's really interesting because for me I feel like if I were to strip when I'm in the second degree, since we've already been using that terminology all yeah. along. If if I'm in the second degree, I've stripped all of the irrational, emotional bullshit, but I'm still there. There's still the seed of me there. I don't feel like I'm not there. It's just, oh, I'm not getting pissed off at this guy sitting in front of me who's too tall and blocking my view, and I'm not... I'm, I'm less reactive. I'm not reacting to things. I'm... I've 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 stripped the things that I generally would consider as a burden and I'm just it's like if you were if you were to I'm I'm trying to, if 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 you were to take the seed of me out of me yeah, and then but pull where it does above, that? And then I become, I am the seed, as opposed to all the other shit around. Yeah, me. but the reason that that seed is even there is to create a plant and growth. So if you pluck that seed, and you're just the continuing seed of your, like you, you need that experience. Like, like you said, you don't feel the pain or pleasure or anything. You really don't even feel pleasure. It's just you're just there floating. But it's and it's, it's a it's. So like, I mean, the best the, the best way that I can explain that I could explain it is it's like it's a hum there it's not like positive or negative it's just humming at like neutral it's a it feels objective I don't feel the subjectivity and the judgment and the emotions that are normally tied I just feel the objectivity of this is what I'm seeing and that's what it is and and I'm not it sounds like I'm trying to make it ideal or optimistic, and I'm not. It's just, I'm not saying it's better or worse than, I'm not saying degree one or degree two, one is better or worse. I'm just distinguishing the two in that in the second degree, it's just a hum of almost comfort of just neutrality well, and objectivity. And now I'm scared that we're not even talking about the same thing at this point, because I feel like uh, that that like hum feeling what you're talking about, where you're just there. when you're about to fall asleep, that before yeah, sleep state. Yeah, to me that's content. That's not even that's not my disassociation but thing. But it's not content. It's, I mean, it is. It's it's not even. It's content. it's on the it's on the verge between being aware and unaware, or just like being a. Uh, but it feels like I'm hyper aware and, because. 
I can be watching myself you if I'm in a like, conversation. Yeah, you feel like you're high. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I guess. But if I'm in a conversation with someone, instead of they they say something that would upset me and I get upset about it, they're saying something to me and I can go, oh, that's something that would upset me. But I'm not upset by it. I'm observing that I'm observing how I would respond without feeling that response unless I choose to. It's weird because it's so abstract and it sounds like, oh, like fucking spiritual guru shit, man. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to talk about and hard to articulate correctly, but the best, the best way is like what you said, where right before you fall asleep, where you're not happy and you're not sad you're just you're just you're objective you're just being you're just there yeah and there's no positive or negative and there's no there it's neutral you're just there and that's it you're just there that's all there's no oh i'm so happy right now or oh i'm so sad right you're just yep i'm here and it's it's a it, i don't know i don't even and I, I and I feel like I'm talking in circles trying to talk about it or articulate it because I don't have the words. It's the to beat of the universe, it. man. You're feeling the beat of the universe. But yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if we were really talking about the same thing the whole time. Because for me to be disassociated means to be disassociated, disassociated from like. I feel like I'm literally not even a human. It's just like I'm watching the motions of a person going through the motions. But it doesn't feel good ever. It's always just like a panicky feeling. Well, like, why am I feeling this I, way? It's like a, it's like a double. Like, it's like I'm, my my brain is still there telling me like, why are you feeling this way? This is uh not good for the rest of your body. So I'm gonna put myself in a panic mode so we get down to earth and I'll make your blood pump faster so you like become more hyper aware and it becomes normal again. So it's not. I feel I don't it's nothing I just it's not good I've never felt good when I was like disassociated the memories of it are always negative to me it's not something where I just feel comfort and okay like that feeling of like right before you're about to fall asleep is different than me talking about and it's not even positive it's just neutral and I and I think we are talking about the same thing because your description of I guess, I mean, not feeling human isn't the right way necessarily that I would explain it. But the I like feeling alien, where it's just alien. Like, yeah, you're it not feels alien. alien. It's it just feels not separate. It's just not. Yeah, it's separate. It's yeah, not associated. So I think that's the root of it is that it is feeling yeah. separate. But maybe that is what scares me about it because when I do feel those things, it's usually I become it becomes problematic because I'm around people i'm like talking to somebody and it happens and it's terrifying and that's probably like just a reflection of my own whatever fears of just not being able to connect to other people makes me less of whatever you know like not you feel not in control completely alone or just yeah out of control like not in control that always like yeah, that could totally be something that's just on me, where it's just my own background or whatever makes me uncomfortable of not being in control. 
and not being able to connect to somebody else. It's just like this extreme amount of just loneliness. So yeah, I can see how that would be. It'd be uh, yeah, it would differ from every person. But I think I think the the key parts of what we're talking about is just the cool idea of because it is really cool that this even happens to people. Like, what I the know. hell are we even talking about? <laughs> a goat wouldn't be able to talk about us. Like, hey, dude, <laughs> one time you were, like, chewing grass and you just felt like you were just, like, in space that one time. Like, it's so weird that we can even communicate like this. It's so cool. So I think the key points are just that, like, there is – it's the whole mind-body thing where it's just, like, there's this biological thing that's trying to survive on its own. And then above that, for some fucking reason, it's just this, like, cloud of just – something and it's just like they're working together but they're not and they conflict each other but they don't and it's just so cool and uh it's terrifying and life is so terrifying but it's beautiful man what a podcast huh I definitely didn't just skip from recording the intro track into recording this track. I listened to that whole thing with you, and I'm I'm totally caught up on everything that we talked about. Yeah. So, um, God. Yeah, I have a really bit bad habit, I've noticed, with the so-ums and but-ums. Should probably... I should probably limit that or at least be more conscious of it. I almost did it again. I almost threw a butt um in there. Anyways. Yeah, there you go. There was approximately two thirds of the podcast that I recorded with Sean. Um, So, I think in the next week or so, I'll post the other half, and then I don't really have anyone else uh, on the schedule to talk to, so, hey, if you listen to this and you want to talk to me about things, let me know. Also, I think, aside from the other project that I talked about, there's potentially another date separate podcast that may be in the works that I will have someone regularly to talk to and it'll be uh the topic will be distinct topics will be distinctly different from the topics on this podcast but at least I'll have someone else to talk to But yes, if you want to talk to me about things, please, I'm I'm desperate, just talk to me. Until then, soon I will post Sean's other podcast, or the other part of uh, our podcast together, and after that, who knows what the future holds. Um, you would think I would know because I'm the one that makes these things, but I know just about as little as you do. Thanks for listening. Um, thanks for sitting through whatever Sean and I just talked about. Hopefully it was entertaining at the least and 
at the farthest of stretches valuable. Uh, and hopefully I can get over my but um and um um phase. Thank you for listening. Uh, I I really I appreciate that anyone even actually listens to anything that I make. So it's that's that's cool. I I I'm very self-deprecating in shitting on people to listen to me, but it's cool that anyone gives a shit. So, yeah. I don't know. This is getting cheesy. All right. Thank you. Uh, I'll post the other half or third of Sean and I's podcast ASAP. Thank you.